You're listening to Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show on CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton and around the world on CJSR.com. My name is Marco Visconti. My name is Rose Eva Forks Jenkins. And my name is Harmon Kang. Thank you for tuning in. On today's show, we're discussing the Me Too and I Believe You movements and the importance of listening to and believing survivors of sexual assault. I want to open today's show by reading a quote by law professor Sherry F. Kolb from her article, Why Believing Women Has Been a Challenging Task, published in Verdict in December 2017. The refusal to take women's stories as truthful has resulted from what it would mean for complaints of rape and sexual harassment brought against ordinary men to be true. To acknowledge that a normal man who generally abides by the law is raping or sexually harassing women, or men, is to recognize that society has been condoning or at least tolerating such behavior for a very long time. Our culture of unbelieving surrounding cases of sexual assault is what we're going to be exploring on today's show. We're going to hear from Deborah Tomlinson, the CEO of the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault Services, about how two social media movements, Me Too and I Believe You, have increased our awareness of sexual violence in our communities within the past year. But first we wanted to make sure that you're all aware of what Me Too and I Believe You are about. Me Too started in 1997 with a conversation between a 13-year-old girl and activist Tarana Burke. Tarana Burke was working as a youth counselor when a youth confided to her that she was being sexually assaulted. On the website of her other organization, Just Be Inc., Burke describes her helplessness in that moment. I couldn't help her release her shame or impress upon her that nothing that happened to her was her fault. I could not find the strength to say out loud the words that were ringing in my head over and over again as she tried to tell me what she had endured. I watched her walk away from me as she tried to recapture her secrets and tuck them back into their hiding place. I watched her put her mask back on and go back into the world like she was all alone, and I couldn't even bring myself to whisper, me too. Tarana Burke's original Me Too campaign was launched in 2007 and aimed to provide support to survivors of sexual violence who were marginalized, poor, underrepresented, and without a network or community to protect them. Tarana's phrase became popularized when, on October 15, 2017, actress Alyssa Milano started using Me Too as an internet hashtag in response to accusations against Harvey Weinstein and other public figures of sexual harassment, sexual assault, and other abusive behavior. From there, the hashtag exploded. It has trended on Twitter in 85 countries and was used on Facebook by more than 4.7 million people in 12 million posts during the first 24 hours. It has also been translated into many different languages. For example, hashtag Moi was popularized in Quebec to call out accusers in French-speaking Canada. However, when Alessa Milano first used the hashtag, she did not realize that Tarana Burke was the original creator of the phrase. Milano then reached out to collaborate with Burke and publicly recognize her as the originator. Tarana Burke went on to be named Person of the Year for 2017 by Time magazine along with other prominent female activists who were dubbed the Silence Breakers. 
We'll end the segment on the Me Too movement with Tarana Burke's words. I think it is selfish for me to try to frame Me Too as something that I own. It is bigger than me and bigger than Alyssa Milano. Neither one of us should be centered in this work. This is about survivors. Back in Alberta, the I Believe You campaign was launched in 2015 by the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault Services, or ASAS for short. The main premise of the campaign is simple. When a survivor of sexual assault discloses, we start by believing. The I Believe You campaign is focused on improving responder education and increasing public support of survivors of sexual assault in order to tackle myths about false reporting and to create a culture where the word of a survivor is given the same weight as their attacker and the people who hold power over them. While both Me Too and I Believe You have been around for a while, 2017 saw some overlap between the two campaigns when people began using both hashtags in their calls to end sexual violence. To find out how the Me Too campaign and overall media coverage of sexual assault in the USA have affected sexual assault services in Alberta, I spoke with the CEO of ASAS, Deborah Tomlinson. My name's Deb Tomlinson, and I'm the CEO of the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault Services. We shorten that to uh, ASAS. Um, so ASAS is a provincial network of 12 sexual assault centers across the province. Um, they're located as far north as Grand Prairie, Fort Murray, down south, Lethbridge, Medicine Hat. The sexual assault centers are the ones that are on the ground day in, day out, responding to the needs of survivors across the province. Um, they provide everything from crisis response, counseling, prevention education, police and court support, and they're available to all individuals, all ages, all genders, um, and, and are really the ones that are doing the work. My organization, ASAS, um, really has two aims. One is to increase access to those services so that anybody in Alberta that's been affected by sexual assault or sexual abuse will have access to services that will help them to um, heal and recover um, and also to access justice if they wish. The other aim is really to increase awareness across Alberta of how big a problem sexual assault is and how many of us um, it affects. And that includes the general public that we're targeting, but also um, our policy and decision makers. Um, yeah, and that um, that raising awareness piece is what I really wanted to speak to you about today, um, because this this past year in 2017, we saw the rise of these two social media campaigns: hashtag Me Too and ASAS's uh, I Believe You, hashtag I Believe You. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing to me is that both of these have been around for a while. Um, so hashtag Me Too was founded in 2006 by Tarana Burke in the United States. And then ASAS's hashtag I Believe You started in 2015, if I'm correct. Yes. And, um, but it you know had this huge spotlight uh, on, on both of them just within this past year. So 
Uh, I'm curious, um, do you think there's something about the climate we find ourselves in now that um, really helped us to reach a breaking point in our conversations about sexual violence? Yeah, I do, actually. And as you might imagine, (laughs) I've given this a lot of thought. Um, I and my colleagues um, have been working in the field. Well, ASAS, as um, a provincial organization, actually is celebrating their 25th birthday this year. The sexual assault centers in Alberta predate ASAS. Uh, Some have been around 40-plus years. We've been doing this work albeit very much in the grassroots, but educating people about the problem of sexual assault. Um, But really, it's only been in the last three or four years that we've seen this um, amazing shift in culture. Um, And I think it has to do with two things. I think it has to do with the availability and the anonymity that social media provides to people. And I think it also has to do with the fact that survivors are coming forward and speaking their truth. Um, Because no matter how much um, any of us who work in the field um, speak, uh, it just doesn't have the same impact as someone telling their own story. I mean, we've been hearing all these stories um, lately from the entertainment industry, uh, especially. How has this spotlight in sexual violence in the media in the States um, affected the work that you do here in Alberta? I think it has affected the work um, that we do here in Alberta, absolutely. Um, You know, if you look at the I Believe You campaign, um, we've been working on that since 2015. Um, It's been a very, very uh, successful campaign. We actually, um, how we measure, actually, I'll just just give you a picture of that first, is we poll a thousand Albertans and ask them if they know what they would say if someone disclosed sexual assault to them. Of those who would know what to say, um, 72% are now saying they would give a positive response up from 21% uh, back in 2015. And 21% are saying they would actually use the words, I believe you, up from 1% back in 2015. So we, with the I Believe You campaign, use social media as one of our main strategies. And we've ranged uh, social media reach over the years of Five to six million, which we think is fabulous. Uh, we, we launch the campaign in September um, every year, and we partner with the post-secondary institutions. This year, um, we were going along, and we were sort of approaching, you know, the five million mark, and then the Me Too uh, campaign started. Because people started tagging Me Too and I Believe You, um, our social media reach actually went up over 40 million. This movement is is worldwide um, and definitely having an impact here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Have you seen an increase in uh, the reporting that's being done in Alberta? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Um, our sexual assault centers, just in the period of one year, have seen a 53% increase on average um, of new 
uh, counseling clients. Mm -hmm. So that means that 53% more people are actually picking up the phone and reaching out for help. Um, And that's an astounding increase, and it's absolutely fabulous. It's putting an incredible strain on the resources of the sexual assault centers in Alberta, though. Um, Some of our larger agencies have wait lists as long as nine months, Um, and that's just not okay. Uh, You know, when someone finally gets up the courage to reach out for help, um, we need to be able to respond. Uh, And so we have approached the province of Alberta for some additional resources to help us meet this increase in demand. Do you think it's fair to say that the fear of speaking up is sort of fading with time? I think it is. I think it is. And, And what it is is that, you know, Survivors are seeing other survivors coming forward. But even equally as important as that, they're seeing the reaction of our communities, of our friends, of our families. And the reactions are, you know, very, very supportive. Um, People saying, you know, that should never have happened to anyone. Um, I believe you. Um, these people need support. And I think that more than anything, when we create an environment that is supportive to survivors of sexual assault, that's when they're going to come forward. One of the one of the things that I think is so great about I Believe You and why it's an excellent compliment to me too is the way it focuses on responder education. Was that a gap that ASAS was hoping to um address like absolutely yeah and and um you know based on uh empirical evidence actually (laughs) very scientific because um you know we know that the reporting rate to police is less than five percent in canada but what a lot of people don't know is that there's an equally low reporting rate to helping professionals of any kind Two-thirds of the people, though, will tell one at least one family member or friend. So there's the sweet spot. Um, we wanted to make sure that all the family members, all the friends, all the neighbors, all the colleagues in Alberta would know how important it is that when someone reaches out to you and trusts enough to disclose that you give a positive response. Because when someone gets a positive response, then they're way more likely to go forward and get some help um, or consider their options for seeking justice. You know, one of the positive things about the I Believe You campaign is that, you know, the agency, um, the control, the choice remains with the survivor. Mm -hmm. We're just preparing the environment Um, to respond in a positive way when and if a survivor should choose to come forward. Yeah, and doing the work to change a culture that has shown that it's easier to ignore these things and to just not think about them happening. Yeah, and that's the, um, you know, what is so uh, amazing for me and and so many of my colleagues is to see uh, the shift in culture that is happening. Uh, many of us didn't think we would see this in our lifetimes. 
Um, and so it's, it's incredibly rewarding and really, really positive and hopeful for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is kind of a, a basic question, but I, I think it's important that I ask this. But what do you think is the power in hearing I Believe You? One of the most instrumental things in our society that keeps survivors from coming forward are the myths and stereotypes around sexual assault. Um, I can't stress enough how powerful they are, and they are in all of us. No one is immune, and they affect not only individuals and communities, but they affect our larger systems. They affect our criminal justice system. So until we start to, uh, you know, notch away (laughs) at those damaging myths and stereotypes, change isn't going to happen. And one very big one is that most sexual assault survivors lie about what has happened to them. Um, And that's why so many people do not come forward, because they're afraid that they won't be believed. Most incidents of sexual assault, um, the person who's been sexually assaulted knows the person who sexually assaulted them. Mm -hmm. And that adds to that myth of how could this happen between two people who know each other. And sometimes it's two people who know each other and actually care for each other or have cared for each other. So it it becomes very, very complex. So I believe you just flies in the face of that myth and stereotype um, and opens the door for the survivor to, to tell more and to get the support that they deserve. Yeah. I think it's so valuable that we have we can have these online spaces to start uh, unpacking these myths. and but sometimes I worry that these social media platforms aren't set up for us to uh, be empathetic towards each other. Do you think it's important that we take these conversations from the virtual world into our real lives? I do. <laughs> and you know, I don't know if it's because I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> But um, yeah, there's 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 nothing like face to face or even even hearing another person's voice, um, and I think you know that's reflected in the I Believe You campaign itself because while those three words are very very important, um, that's not enough in itself. Um, survivors need to be listened to; they need to be supported. Um, they need people to not ask a whole bunch of questions about what happened and why this and why that. Um, you know, when we support people, we, we don't want to act like we're investigating a crime or trying to judge about whether it happened or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a few other steps besides I Believe You. Um, not a lot. It's not complex. It's very simple. Um but yes, that face-to-face, in-person compassion and support uh, can go a tremendously long way to helping someone to cope with what has happened with that to them. Yeah. Well, um, I want to end with um, going back to something you said earlier about the, the strain uh, being put on sexual assault, assault services now that demand has increased. Um, you mentioned that um, ASAS has um, 
has been working on getting increased funding, but is there anything that um, people or listeners can do to support ASAS or to help um, you guys get the funding you need? Yes. If you go to um, our website, which is uh, asas.ca, um, you can actually click on and um, y- y- send a message um, to the government um, that you feel it's important to provide the resources that sexual assault survivors need in Alberta um, to get help. You can also, I know the government of Alberta has a survey that they've sent out uh, where they ask Albertans, what are some, you know, what are some budget priorities? What are some things that you think are really important? Um, if people believe that this is an important uh, issue, and I hope that they do, um, they could access that avenue as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you, John Marco. Welcome back to Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show on CJSR. My name is Rose Eva Forks Jenkins. My name is Marco Visconti. And my name is Harmony King. We just finished listening to an interview with Deborah Tomlinson, the CEO of the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault Services, about the impact of the Me Too campaign on Alberta's own I Believe You campaign and the power of believing the survivors of sexual assault. If you'd like to find out more info about I Believe You or Sexual Assault Services in Alberta, please visit ibelieveyou.info or aasas.ca. As an addendum to my interview with Deborah Tomlinson, I wanted to point out that we have already seen the tangible effects of campaigns like Me Too and I Believe You. Larry Nassar, a former sports medicine physician at Michigan State University and doctor for USA Gymnastics, was recently given a life sentence for charges of sexual abuse and child pornography in December 2017. But since 1997, over 150 women and girls have come forward and reported Nassar for sexual abuse, and these reports were obviously not taken seriously until now. This story shows very clearly the importance of listening to survivors of sexual assault, especially women and girls. And for that reason, I'm so grateful for all the work behind movements like Me Too and I Believe You. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show about ending sexual violence in our communities. As a reminder, if you are in need of accessing a sexual assault center in Alberta, you can find a center near you on the website for the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault Services. Just go to aasas.ca and click on Get Help. If you're in another part of Canada and need help finding sexual assault services near you, you can visit endingviolencecanada.org and click on Getting Help. Adam and Eve is a spoken word project of CJSR-FM, and our journalism is funded by you, the listeners. We produce this week's show at the CJSR studios in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, on Treaty 6 territory. We are grateful to the diverse Indigenous peoples of this land, including the Cree, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Dene, Ojibwe, Soto, Anishinaabe, Inuit, and many others whose histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence our vibrant community. For more information on our program and to send us any feedback, please check out our website, adamandevecjsr.wordpress.com. We're always looking for more volunteers to help out, so if you're interested in learning any aspect of radio production, just get in touch.